0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. And thank you and welcome
1: to The Word. It's our Church of the Week program here on AM 630 The Word. This is where we get to meet local pastors serving on the front lines and we get to testify and celebrate what the Lord is up to, what's happening in the local church and also in, in the Church of San Antonio, that, that big letter C church there. My name is Baron Wiley and another reason why we do this, there's a verse in the New Testament I like to say. It's First Timothy 5.17 and it says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And today, I'll tell you what, we're going to hear about a church that I think, as we were chatting earlier, takes discipleship to a whole new level, especially when it comes to investing in your children. We'll talk about that in a few. Hey, with us today, it's Pastor Scott Austin with The Park, an associate pastor, actually the pastor of another park, <laughs> another part of San Antonio, uh, Pastor Mike Defries. Gentlemen, welcome.
2: Hey, Baron. thanks great for having us.
1: Now, i got a good flashback a little bit here. Pastor Scott, you've been in these studios before, back in your rock and roll days.
2: Yeah, that seems like 100 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I remember times. coming up here on Saturday night, hosting a uh, live call-in show for yeah. teenagers. I don't know how many teenagers are listening to AM radio on Saturday nights, wow. uh, but uh, we did it. Yeah, you, we did.
1: And the thing is that you don't know, right. but you did do a great job on that program, and I bet you changed and affected so many teenagers because you were a youth pastor back when back in those days. I was. Talk about that just for a second there.
2: That was my background, man. I grew up doing youth ministry, college ministry, uh, and eventually children's and family ministry. And so um, really, really great training ground, especially for church planning, because uh, yeah. youth pastors have to sort of do everything. So they <laughs> lead worship, preach, set up the slides, you know, set up the tables, the chairs. That's, that's a lot paying like church dues. planning. Very much paying your dues. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And so
1: now Pastor Scott here uh, with the park. And actually, I talked to and briefly introduced you, Pastor Mike. And again, we heard your devotionals all this week. We'll talk about those as well there. But the part came when and uh, how?
2: We're almost eight years old now. Can't believe it. <laughs> Me either. Wow. <laughs> uh, I used to joke with people if I lasted uh, – if we lasted five years, I'd get the logo tattooed somewhere on my body. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I still haven't done that, <laughs> uh, so we're in our eighth year. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, no. but uh, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we. I mean, I don't know that we thought we'd live more than a year or two, but uh, we're here. Um after 8 years we've planted two parishes and we're looking at planting uh, a third one here in this coming year. Now, that's exciting. A word,
1: that's a word we don't hear mm. in the in the I guess in the the Protestant world there per, per se. Why did you embrace parishes and, and planting?
2: Yeah, parish is an old word um and you know the the oldest idea of what a parish means is it's a um, it 's a neighborhood context, so when you think of a parish church, you think of a you know that church that 's on the corner, um, you know the pastor, you walk by it on your way to the mailbox, um, you know all kinds of functions in the neighborhood happen there that 's that parish church well we don 't have a building or a facility um, specifically, but we wanted to have that idea that our church and our leadership were grounded in a neighborhood so the North parish, um, where I teach usually is um, at Eisenhower Middle School right outside loop four ten I live a quarter mile from there, yeah and we encourage people to try to live as close as they can to their uh, to their, where their parish meets uh, that way we we own property in that area, we do business in that area, we grocery shop in that area, and we care really deeply about the actual uh, location of where our churches are.
1: Very good. And I trust you meet in the auditorium there at the at the Eisenhower Middle School?
2: We do. We have a great auditorium at Eisenhower Middle School. And then uh, about two years ago, we planted our Midtown Parish that Mike pastors, and they meet at Mark Twain
3: Middle School, uh, closer to downtown.
1: Excellent. And, uh, and, and Mike, how did you and you guys meet?
3: Yeah. So Scott was actually my youth pastor uh, <laughs> many years ago. Cool. And so that's how we got together. And then when they planted the park um we we had remained close and so that's how I got to be you a part of the calling
1: of, yeah part of the park. now did you gr- you grew up in the church then
3: I did honestly? yes yes and,
1: and so when did you get the calling i know that you were under his tutelage there under his shepherdness if you will uh but when did when did the lord say all right i'm in
3: yeah i distinctly remember in 5th grade um that i was in a bible class and we were studying isaiah and just how he responded to the call of the Lord of when God was saying, who's going to go for us? And I just felt the spirit tugging on my heart saying, that's, that's what I want you to do. And so I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea exactly what that would turn into. Never thought I would be pastoring a church for sure, but, uh, just keep trying to respond with here I am Lord, whatever. Now do you you ever surprise people and y'all flip places? We do, yeah. We we go to each other's uh, parishes from time to time. It's funny whenever I go to the North Parish to preach. It's like, oh, is Scott okay? Is everything good with him? Yeah, like, right. yeah, we're just we're switching. And then when Scott comes to Midtown, it's like, oh, wait, are we getting audited? Like the big <laughs> the big boss is here. I don't know. Did we do something wrong? So it's pretty funny. Well,
1: be need though if he shows up and everybody went, ah, oh, right, that's not, that's not Mike.
2: We trade mm-hmm. off a, a bit. We, one of the things that distinguishes what we're trying to do is. Um, we are a single 501c3 organization across multiple parishes. Each parish has its own leadership team and its own pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't show videos or anything like that. Um, and I think one of the things that distinguishes us is that we, we actually work on our sermons together in community. Cool. So we preach on the same passages at each one of our uh, parishes. And the, the term we use is we contextualize the message for our neighborhood. But we're very deeply connected to one another. So it's easy to switch Uh, because we've been preparing together throughout the week anyway.
1: Well, it is the park. It's our church of the week. We've got the park north represented and the park midtown. Uh, Here it's our church of the week, as seen at kslr.com or am630theword.com. And if you want to learn more about the church, you can go to this one website. It's parksa.org. And on that site at parksa.org, you've got a sermons page there. And Pastor Scott, I can see there that you've been in a study in James here lately. Uh, before that, I saw that you were doing a series in Psalms, and so I assume that you were on the same same wavelength there. And I think yes. that's a, that's an amazing, you know, the Lord seems to, I think, speak to the Church of San Antonio. Be all great if we were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. I, I I get that and I love that, but I also get the feeling that that uh, you're a Bible based teaching church.
2: Yeah, we do. We um, we try to spend you know out of a week of fifty two weeks a year, we probably try to spend. I'd say 36 to 40 of those weeks uh, in a study uh, of a book. So yeah, so right now we're we're finishing up Daniel. Uh, uh. But then like we'll shift into Advent. We'll use some of the lectionary passages through Advent. Um, and then once we get into the new year, we're going back into a gospel. So we'll be going into Mark and we'll spend probably the, I think it's sixteen weeks in Mark or something like that, and so uh, and then you know we may take a break and do a few weeks of something, and then we 'll jump into another book study mm. i just I really feel strongly about going chapter by chapter now i wouldn 't say we go verse by verse, so for expository preaching people, they may and may not like what we do, but we definitely try to get the whole idea mm. of a book or the whole idea of the life of Jesus or something as opposed to. Uh, a one subject kind of uh, today we're talking about, you know, debt or today we're talking about whatever. Right. Those things all come out, but they come out through the text and through the greater story of God and the narrative of of what the Bible's trying to tell us. It's mm-hmm. like there's a big, huge story of God. We're finding
1: ourselves in there. I love it. And if if I can let you preach just for a second and talk about James, because that's one of my favorite books there. And there's so many nuggets in there. What yeah. jumps out is used as you is kind of the one you, you bring home. Gosh, James
2: James is a hard study for us as a church. Yeah. So we, uh, we have this um, annoying problem in our community that we believe that our leaders should behave the same way be- the people in the church do. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're convicted by that. And so uh, we try not to preach anything that we're not practicing personally. Yeah. And James is hard, man. I mean, being a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, everything goes back to Jesus' very simple idea um, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. And I found James challenging me deeply on what it meant to be a doer of the word in a contested context. So mm. what does it mean to love my neighbor, to do the word of God when my neighbor doesn't go to church and my other neighbor actually is just straight up an atheist? Right. And what does that look like? And so I just found myself really trying to live out James uh, as I'm literally walking up and down my street praying for my neighbors. Mm.
3: Huge challenge.
1: Pastor Mike, did you have a different uh, thing that jumped out at you on James?
3: Yeah, similar to that, um, but also just one of the big ideas in James is uh, this idea of wisdom and how that wisdom comes from the Spirit. And so I think in living it out, being a doer, uh, just like Jesus was talking about on the Sermon on the Mount, it's not enough just to do it um, and look like you have it together on the outside, but to allow the Spirit of wisdom to transform you internally. Mm. And I think that sanctification is the painful process of... Actually, allowing God to change your heart and not just do the easy work of looking like you're doing it.
1: So well, good stuff here. Hey, we're talking to uh, Pastor Mark. Uh, my, I'm sorry, Pastor Mike Defries here. He's the pastor of uh, of the Park uh, Midtown and uh, founding pastor, senior pastor of the Park North. Uh, yeah, I want to call you Doctor Scott. Dr. Scott, Scott Austin. <laughs>
3: that's his wife, Doctor. Uh, my wife Austin. is a doctor. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. call me a doctor.
1: <laughs> no. Well, didn't you go by Doctor Scott back I, in the old days? It
3: radio? was Doc, uh, Doc Doc Austin. Austin. That's, that's right.
2: Yes, that was <laughs> my radio handle, <laughs> Doc Austin. It's coming yeah. out. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny D. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where he is, but he's probably doing uh, something crazy. He's, so. gr- he's growing another mustache. Probably, or Probably like yes.
1: That. That's that's so funny. Uh, so uh, all this week, uh, the devotionals that uh, that we aired for the park there, Pastor Mike, you you were teeing up. At Advent, and, and, and Pastor Scott, I want to uh, give you a, a shot at this there too, because I think that's very intentional. You don't hear Advent mm. preached anymore or, or mm. recognized anymore or, or preparing your heart for the season. So is that intentional on your part?
2: Absolutely, man. We're, we just feel like um, we're a part of a 2,000-year tradition of the church, and there's these beautiful uh, seasons like Lent and Advent and these days like Pentecost Sunday. Yeah, um, I grew up in the Episcopal church I then be, I worked in the Methodist church and then I spent about eight years in a, a, a Bible church. And so I've kind of seen the whole spectrum. And while um, I think the, you know, the Methodists taught me how to serve mm. um, sacrificially, the, the Episcopals taught me to love liturgy. And the Bible church guys taught me how to love just the scripture and to really dive in to tear apart the word And so I think, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm becoming more and more a combination of those streams. So Mm -hmm. we want to treat the Scripture really well and teach really well, but we also want to acknowledge a 2,000-year-old history of the church. So we do. We talk about liturgy. We talk about call to worship, benediction. Uh, we take communion every Sunday in church. Mm. Uh, but we also dive in and tear apart the Bible the way maybe we would in, an, in a, a Bible church, mm. you know. We really want to like, get into the Scripture and understand it, but to do so against a historic backdrop of the church.
1: So all the C&Es, we know who we're talking right. about, that right. show up for church at Christmas and Easter time, and you brought up Pentecost. Right. And, and I personally think that's equally as important as right. all of the above there, too. Do you feel that way, and, and why? Or why do you think that that's not as— yeah celebrating
2: I mean what I mean you know there's no Santa Claus what? or Easter Bunny, oh. right, so <laughs> I mean just i mean, there's no Pentecost like yeah. the Pentecost Gopher or something like that there's nothing cute to decorate there's nothing commercial or whatever yeah. there's nothing commercial about it, right, and so I think that's that's probably one of the angles on that. It's also just a single Sunday. And, you know, just to bring it up, this is a side thing, but the, the idea of Christian and Easter, you know, uh, Christmas and Easter people attending churches, um, man, in our church, we celebrate that. Yeah. We stinking love that. And if I hear anybody grumpy about, oh, they only come two times a hey, year, I say, thank God the they're here. And yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe you're the reason they don't come. I don't know, yeah. you know? And so, like, maybe it's the gaze that you <laughs> give them when they walk through the doors. So we're all about, like, we're all about Christmas and Easter and uh, inviting the world to come in and celebrate the birth of the Savior, mm. the resurrection of the Savior, and then the falling of the Spirit of God. Um,
3: absolutely huge deals.
1: So let's talk about worship for a second at the park there, too. Do you all kind of share the same um, vision on that, Pastor Mike?
3: Yeah, we so we have a, a group of three worship leaders uh, that serve both of our parishes. So there's some uh, intermixing as well huh. as our specific parishes have their primary worship leaders. Um, and I think stylistically we're definitely similar and there's similar songs, but, um, but yeah, both, both parishes probably have different set lists each week and, and a bit different worship experience, I would say, but Scott, you agree similar. there. No, I completely disagree. <laughs> I know.
1: We rock out. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, it's great. It's a, I mean, I, I, there's so many buzzwords flying around this, but, um, you know we have a, a band that leads worship you know with a drum kit, et cetera, but we again, just like I said earlier um you know when we as we end our service with communion every week we, we also invite people into congregational uh more hymn based songs, songs that we grew up with, songs mm-hmm. that are familiar, and so you know you'll hear some stuff that is is more um current albums that are coming out, but then you're also gonna hear um you know how great Thou art or something yeah. that just which just feels like really. Brings us to a place of meditating on the Lord um, together in community.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you sing? Uh, do you lead? Or you? I was a
2: youth minister, yeah. so I definitely was a worship leader. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I, not anymore. Okay. No. No, I've hung up my hat. I've met much better people than me.
1: (laughs) Very good. Hey, we're talking to Pastor Scott Austin and uh, Pastor Mike DeFries of the Park. We've got two parishes we're talking about, the Park North with uh, Pastor Scott and uh, the Park Midtown uh, with Pastor Mike. You can learn all about it at their website. It's parksa.org. Or you can go to nine. I'm sorry, am six thirty. The Word dot com. That's our website. Check out our Church of the Week page, and you can hear all the great devotionals on demand. You can hear this uh, interview again on demand, and learn more about the park and what the Lord's doing over there. So, what is the Lord doing over there? What's next? What do you see happening in 2018 for the park? Lots of
2: things. Uh, we're going to continue strong in the two parishes that we planted so far. Uh, this past year, we opened a co-working space that's called the Impact Guild. Um, and so we renovated a building in Beacon Hill neighborhood where uh, people pay for a membership to come work together. Our church staff is there. And we're trying to really uh, be faithfully present in a neighborhood as we work together, not just wow. worship together. Um, so that started this past year. That's going to continue I'm sorry, on. i sorry, I need a little
1: bit more information on that. So yeah. practically, what if I want to get involved with that? What do I do?
2: Yes, it's really simple. So there's a website, theimpactguildsa.org, I think. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, Sarah, who runs the Impact <laughs> Guild, that I didn't nail that URL. But if you Google the Impact Guild, um, it's $75 a month. You get... Um, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. access, coffee, drinks are in the fridge, and 10 hours of conference room space a month that you book online. Cool. And our vision is really to have a combination of people of faith with people of just good deeds that want to work alongside other people. So it's, it's literally a bunch of people with their laptops, drinking coffee, but you're in a, a place that you don't feel weird that you have to leave after two hours like you do at a, a normal coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, it's your space. It's your place to be. And then we have a footprint in the neighborhood Um, So we host uh, community meetings in the neighborhood. We host, um, you know, evening parties for neighborhood associations. Uh, We do all sorts of things just to love that neighborhood well. Um, So we've got those three things going on. And then coming in 2018, we're going to plant a new parish to the park. We're not quite ready to reveal all of that. but We'll pray about um, that. But, yeah, if people have a heart for church planting – they have a heart for seeing the church multiply in multiple communities, as opposed to a single entity. Um, that's what we're trying to pioneer and to get really good at here in San Antonio.
1: Well, one thing that you are good at, and I kind of honored you at the beginning of this. I, I also appreciate your intentioniali- intentionality. Did I say that right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, in your in your your uh, your intentions to to disciple the kids. Mm uh, and making it practical for the whole family. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the big stories of the park, Baron, is that, um, we were, we were involved in a large church in San Antonio. It was a great church. Um, I was leading children's ministry, youth ministry, college ministry, all of that stuff. And, uh, my first son was born, Mm. uh, and my son's name is Chase. And, uh, I remember dropping Chase off at uh, one of our Sunday morning service gathering, you know, kids ministry things that were very well run, very clean, very professional. And I just remember having this thought in my heart, like, this isn't the context that I want my kids to grow up in. Hmm. I grew up in a smaller church community, uh, not so small that it's like weird, but like small enough that y- you feel like you know people and they know if you're there or not there. They know to check in on you, et cetera. Hmm. I am like I wanted my son to grow up in that. I also grew up setting up chairs in church right, uh, and then tearing my chairs down at the end of the service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where the church had to do the work. Right. And I'm like, man, I want that for my kids. Mm. Uh, I just happen to have the right group of friends uh, with a collective desire and gift set to church plant. So um, my 11 year old was a huge part of that. So uh, he's 11 now, just turned 11. Um, then I've also got a seven year old son. And so uh, part of the heartbeat of the park is creating a context to raise our kids in, so mm-hmm. they understand that church is family, that church is responsible, church is uh, connected to its neighborhood. All those things that we want our kids to know when they're adults. So. Um, We have an amazing family ministry team at both of our parishes, Mm. Um, and it's been something we've been excellent at ever since we started. One of our founders, Jen Talon, has really led the vision for what that looks like, and she's done a fantastic job. So uh, for us, what we tell parents when they have their children come in for kid dedication is we say, we want you to imagine the end. And so what is this 18-year-old going to look like? Mm. What is this 21-year-old going to look like? And then we want to back up all the rhythms that we need to develop that in that 18-year-old that twenty-one-year-old, and then what we want to do to parents is to say ultimately you're the priest of your home, wow. right? And we want to we want to engage mom and dad to teach kids how to pray, to teach kids how to worship, to mm-hmm. teach kids how to uh, engage their community and to serve and to sacrifice. And so, um, so all of our our family ministry programming is simple, but it really all um, it all comes back to mom and dad being the priest of their home raising their children in such a way mm. uh, that they would come to know the Lord, they would serve the Lord, and they would continue that on generation after generation. So we want the church's programs to reflect that greater desire, and that's that's what we've been trying to do for the last eight years.
1: Well, you have been doing it, it's, uh, and the proof of it is on your website at parksa.org there, too. You, you provide devotionals for the families to participate together that reflects the message that you're preaching on Sunday and practice it every day. And so I honor you for doing that and for raising the next generation right here in San Antonio. Uh, and 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 Mike, back to you as well there too. Just just God bless you guys for for investing like that.
3: Thank Thanks, Baron. Do
1: you have family to, to shout out to? By the way, yes,
3: I do. My wife Meredith and yeah. uh, we have three children. Uh, Holland is our oldest daughter. She's three. Kai, our year and a half year old boy and then we wow. just had Tobin Kate a month ago so oh, wow. we have 3 3 and under so you still changed. still deciding if that was a good idea or not but uh it's it's going <laughs> <course> pretty well <laughs> minus the sleep it's it's all good
1: yeah so what do you do for fun i change diapers yep I mean, exactly do that. Yeah, yeah
3: play legos it's it's a lot of fun step on legos yeah on legos exactly remember those guys absolutely <laughs> oh yeah very much so what do you do for
1: fun now besides hanging out in coffee shops still and
2: <laughs> um, I uh, I love music. Um, I love reading, but uh, I think food, um, yeah. cooking. Breaking is bread
1: of, is what we call it. In the... Yeah.
2: I mean, listen, <laughs> I I had a professor one time tell me in seminary that if you take mountains and meals out of the Bible, it becomes a really short book. <laughs> and so that resonates really deeply with me. Yeah. Um, and so we do a lot of cooking, a lot of uh, hospitality, a lot of serving. And, um, you know, I, I tell people, like, I, I can't really be your friend until I cook dinner for you. so. Mm. Um, that's me. I'm a, i am I love, I love doing that. I love to, uh, host people, cook, to, to put a table out and a spread out and have
1: friends over for meals. So after Sunday, is it home cooking or do you go out?
2: Um, you know, unfortunately I have because of my two kids, yeah. um, I have so many activities to keep up with that, you know, uh, (laughs) I I, like, I have a vision of like a home cooked meal every Sunday. Although I will say this, we have missional communities for our church that meet all throughout the week. And we encourage all of our missional communities or small groups. We encourage them all to have a meal together. So one of the great things for me is my missional community meets Sunday evening and we call it Sunday dinner. And so we actually do sit down with um, nine adults and about 50 children. It seems like every Sunday and have a big meal together so Mm -hmm. um but i'd rather cook always yeah Um, yeah
1: what's your specialty
2: um i i'm 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 quite the hand on my uh smoker um got the big green egg i do literally have one of those but i'm uh i can i can make a pretty amazing sous vide steak uh with a pan sauce but um (laughs) we do everything man we make pasta from scratch we make our our sauces from scratch uh yeah, we do everything.
1: Welcome so. to the foodie hour here on AM 630. The word <laughs> I could here. go on for a day. <laughs> Actually, it's our church of the week here. We're honoring the park, the park north, and the park midtown here with uh, Pastor Scott Austin, Pastor Mike DeVries. Uh You can learn more at, about the church at parksa.org. Church starts at uh, 10 o'clock at both locations, uh, both locations being at uh, for the north side. It's at uh, Eisenhower Middle School. If you want to check out the midtown with uh, Pastor Mike, uh, that's at the Mark Twain Middle School. And Tell me again exactly where that's at, Mark at Twain.
3: At Pedro and Mulberry, Very just north good. of downtown.
1: And Eisenhower's been the same place it's been for 50 years, I think, there on uh, Blanco Road, just before you get to West Avenue, if you're coming from 410. And again, learn more at parksa.org. Pastor Mark, uh, Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, How can we pray for you and your family? Yeah, for us. And the church.
3: Yeah, for our church, I think um, we just want to continue to reflect the neighborhood we're in. Uh, which is very diverse. And so we want to be a church that's engaging that culture. We've, uh, we've been building a relationship with Mark Twain Middle School and their staff. They've undergone a, a big transition from a middle school to now a, a dual language pre-K through wow. eighth academy. Uh, so for me, that's really on my heart for this upcoming year of just how, how can we serve that, that school community and our neighbors around us.
1: So. Yeah. Pastor Scott, what can we do for you, sir?
2: I love what Mike said about the school. We've we've been real intentional with our partnerships. Yeah. Uh, we've always met in schools, uh, with the exception of our first year, and uh, just absolutely love uh, you know being the first call for the principal when they have an issue or they need a mattress for a family because they don't have a mattress. Or, mm. So definitely want to continue on and pray for our school and um, love the administrators there. Uh, and then I think also just to look for you know continue opportunities to grow, but to grow in neighborhoods. Uh, in new expressions of the church. And uh, we're excited to see whatever God would do this coming year.
1: Pastor Scott, will you take a minute and invite our listeners to come to church on Sunday?
2: Yeah, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. Uh, you can find out about either one of our parishes at theparksa.org. Uh, both parishes start at 10 a.m. Similar styles of worship, uh, but we'd encourage you to check out both. And uh, if you live closer to one, then I think that's an even better story, but everybody's <laughs> welcome no matter what. And so uh, 10 a.m., you know, and uh, I would show up at 945. We've got solid coffee. Uh, and so come get a cup of coffee and, uh, and enjoy the the morning with
1: us you know how to make coffee i know
2: i know how to make coffee yeah. Baron.
1: this is this is the ministry all to unto itself there for sure hey i want to thank you both both the gentlemen for uh, for being a part of this program and uh, and again want to bless you and, and thank you again for serving on the front lines like we say and uh, and god bless you in the park Thanks, Baron. Thanks, Baron. Thanks, Pastor Mike and uh, Pastor Scott Austin of the Park, the Park North, and the Park uh, Midtown. Again, learn all about it at our Church of the Week page at am630theword.com. I'm Baron Wiley, wishing you a blessed
0: day. And again, we thank you for listening to The Word. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week.